0: your snow cats ready and get over here right now
1: you're darn tootin
0: don't you know it's time for the governor's weekly address live from the office of minnesota's number one sports authority he's the governor of sports talk radio and by way of executive order serving you a stimulating dose of sports done right
2: Hey, 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 what's going on, everybody? Vince Wright, the sports governor, is back on Drive Time, part of a, the Wednesday show, which was actually done last night, but we didn't know how bad the sound was until we actually posted uh, to Spreaker.com last night, and guess what? It sounded awful. I had the wrong mic setting um, going, but now we are all good. Everything it looks ACOP aesthetic. And we are back on Sports Done Right, everybody. Hope uh, everybody's doing well out there. If you're driving home and uh, tuning in over a mobile device of some type, thank you very much. And, again, you can find me every Tuesday night. Uh, Even though this is Wednesday, but every Tuesday night, seven thirty Central, Spreaker.com. We also have a couple new shows that we're going to be planning. Uh, One's going to be a hockey podcast for all our hockey fans that have been getting at me up here in Minnesota, and also going to have kind of a uh, basketball-themed one as well that'll cover our Wolves and our Gopher basketball and kind of some local colleges. Uh, their programs here as well so thank you very much for tuning in again vince right here thank you and we are also going to be going over lots of things tonight the gophers um, lots of things happening there. As we have a new coach the interim tag has been taken off of tracy clay and he is now the official university of minnesota football coach <laughs> So we'll see how it goes. Again, I thought that they should have uh, did a a thorough search. I understand why they thought they were in a position to actually have to hire Coach Clays for the continuity of the program. But it is what it is. Tracy Clays is the uh, coach. We'll get into that a little bit later as we uh, get into the Big Ten in our Gopher session. We'll talk some NFL tonight as well. And we will also talk uh, some NBA the minnesota timberwolves the other night in atlanta great showing there they dropped a 31 point lead but found a way to hold on stay with it and guess what they won the game by 10 over the atlanta hawks so i'm glad everything is going good um unfortunately they couldn't keep it going as they returned home and lost to charlotte by about 10 last night uh here at target center And I will be uh, going tomorrow night to watch the world champion Golden State Warriors play our Minnesota Timberwolves here in Minneapolis. So very, very, very excited to uh, take my son to that game. Should be a lot of fun tomorrow night. Hope everybody's doing well out there. Had a great weekend. I hope you guys did the same. Uh, Hit me up. Let me know. I know we're in a different time slot, so we definitely won't have the chat that we had last night. We had a lot of chat last night had over or uh, just about uh, 400 uh, individual chats uh, entered, and we were uh, very happy with that. So, again, this is just a show to kind of replay what we talked about last night so we can get that hooked up to Spreaker so people who do listen to it on demand will have a show and will not have anything and wonder what happened. So, um, we're five minutes in. Again, Lots of good things happening up here in Minnesota. Uh, gopher sports, other than the uh, money makers, are doing very well. We'll get into that. Vikes are uh, looking good. Um, T Wolves, uh, you know, the Lynx won the championship up here. Go for hockey, starting to kind of come around a little bit. So it's uh, not a bad time to be a Minnesota sports fan, people. And um, you know, what do you think about that? Absolutely, absolutely. Give yourself a hand. Give yourselves a hand. Absolutely. So um, one thing I wanted to touch on here, being a big boxing fan. Oh, back to your corners there. Um, Check out that new 30 for 30 Chasing Tyson about Evander Holyfield's kind of quest to not only win the heavyweight championship, but to earn the respect that goes with that because it wasn't just about winning the belt. A lot of people... For for them, he had to beat Mike Tyson. That's what it was all about. And uh, once again, uh, 30 or ESPN did a great job on the 30 for 30. Hey, hey, mom, how you doing? My mom's out there in the chat room listening to the rebroadcast. Uh, probably won't be a lot of people in here, but we're hoping to get some in. So just hang tight. Glad you're listening there, Reese. My mommy, Reese Bell. And, um, but, uh, back to the, uh, 30 for 30, make sure you guys check that out, man. Cause that was really, really good. Um, again, one of the, the things ESPN does well are those 30 for 30. So that's called chasing Tyson. It aired last night. And I imagine you obviously check uh, local listings. They'll be replaying it here very shortly. And I'm sure very often. So make sure you uh, set your DVRs to record it too. You want to keep it around for a little bit. Uh, I thought Mike Tyson was very honest in his answers uh, discussing evander holyfield uh the lead up to the fight things like that he he you know tyson knew what he was dealing with uh tyson didn't overlook holyfield he knew exactly who was coming for him and mike tyson trained hard i think just the better fighter won and i think mike tyson in a sense tells you that on this documentary so uh chasing tyson on espn's 30 for 30 make sure you check it out Moving on, round two in our lightning rounds here. Uh, one thing that I did want to talk about is, again, for the local folks, we're going to have a contest here, I think, in the next week or so to join me for a uh, gopher football game. And we only have two left, so we got Illinois and we ended with Wisconsin. So should be a lot of fun. Keep your ears tuned for that. We're also going to do that for basketball, maybe go for hockey as well. Uh, really kind of open up the minnesota sports maybe a t wolves game who knows we got all kinds of options the minnesota wild as well so uh, we're gonna have a lot of fun here in the next coming months as this show is uh growing the twitter uh sphere, as i like to call it is growing uh we are just so happy with all the shouts out and the love that we get from people out there and people actually checking in to make sure the show's gonna be on when are you going to be on? Are you going to do more shows? Are, you know, just send in the good vibes. Um, in all honesty, I think I maybe had maybe one note that was sent to me that was kind of so-so. But that's what we want, too. You know, if you want to hear some things on this show, you let us know, man. So we'll be right here to pick it up and uh, carry the ball and give you exactly what you're looking for. So we're able to make calls, get you on the phone, get you on the phone lines through Skype, So a lot of things we're able to do here on Sports Done Right with your sports governor, Vince Wright. That's me, and everybody loves their governor. The state stands behind their governor. That's right. That's right, studio audience, letting you know how they feel. Letting you know how they feel. Oh, man. Oh, man. I'm so happy to be here doing this show for you. Lots of things to get into. Oh, one other thing we wanted to cover as well as we kind of give you a quick update on the local scene here. Uh, the city of St. Paul has come to an agreement to build the uh, soccer stadium over in the Midway area. That'll be right off Highway 94 and Snelling Avenue where the old uh, Metro Transit bus station used to be. This is going to be a very interesting area because outside of the light rail, which runs down University Avenue, which would be right outside the stadium. There's not going to be any parking anywhere around this place. It's a neighborhood. It's a business district. And I don't know where in the hell you're going to put a parking ramp over there. Uh, They're building a stadium for about 20,000 people or so somewhere in there. And I just don't know where all these people are going to park. So they're really going to have to stress taking the bus and the light rail. And I know that's kind of the cool thing now for these little metro areas. But it's going to be a a real tight thing. a real tight fit over there in the university area But hey um, You got Major League Soccer coming So fans of the uh, Minnesota team uh, They're they're currently In the North American Soccer League And they will be switching over to MLS Here the team that's already here um, So the, the Thunder I think it is And they will be switched over to Major League Soccer And lo and behold in a couple years We're going to have pro soccer In the Twin Cities So We'll take it, you know. Nothing wrong with that. I've come to appreciate soccer a little bit more since the video game. I love playing FIFA on PS Four, Xbox, whatever it is. I think that I think that game alone has done a lot for the sport of soccer and and really getting it accepted by a crowd who n- normally wouldn't accept soccer. So, all right, we are ten minutes into the show. We're going to take our first break here. Coming up here in a moment or two. And again, Vince Wright, sports.com on Spreaker, sports.com, sports done right on Spreaker.com every Tuesday night. We'll see if we can get the first lady in here as well. She is up in the kitchen, I think, throwing some dinner together. And we'll see if we can get her on down here to the Situation Room. I am the sports governor in the executive mansion. And that's what I do. I help bring sports from a minnesota perspective i give you everything you want to know about the minnesota teams the big 10 conference the upper midwest kind of in general the the region you know we'll give some love to some of the other states up here as well uh we got a big rivalry game coming up with the university of iowa and football this weekend which we're going to get into after the break so folks make sure you keep listening to sports done right man great show and it's growing and i just want to thank you the audience the people behind it and also part of the real cast family a podcast uh, the real cast rangers uh, jersey vern and uh, the chief rocker john fisher they're going to be coming up on their show tonight it's around 7:30 eastern i believe it is so make sure you tune in um, after you listen to me And uh, search them, follow them, like their show Because they got a good thing going as well We got Jungle Brother who is becoming the Ted Turner Of the uh, Spreaker.com nation here He is uh, putting together all kinds of shows With all kinds of people, dollars and cents uh, Who we know is a big Steeler fan He's doing his own show Miss Thorny Switch is doing her own show And representing her love for the University of Georgia And their football program Man, all kinds of good stuff going on as well so again real cast rangers search us all make sure you like us hit that heart make sure we start getting some likes so we want to raise our profile here with spreaker.com so we're going to go into the first break here i will be right back we're going to listen to listen uh to a little go t- uh, how's it said go tie anyway somebody i used to know song from a while ago but always liked it we'll be right back sports done right <laughs>
1: Now and then I think of when we were together, like when you said you felt so happy.
3: the front, like you're down with
4: Get hey, organized you yeah. just can't be out here you know, up. And, up? Be out. Up and whatever let's we sure. gotta get
3: our stuff organized whatever let's we gonna
0: do we sir, gotta girl,
3: do it right, you know?
0: we When you want a job done right, you do it yourself. When you want your sports done right you download the spreaker app to your mobile devices and follow the governor of Minnesota Sports Talk and beyond. This is sports done right. Now let's get back to the show
2: and what is going on everybody vince right the sports governor is back at it live and direct from the executive mansion deep from the situation room and i am trying to get in touch with jungle brother And we are having some issues because I'm calling through the Skype and Jungle. I see your message in the chat room. Take your phone off private. Um, I'll see how I can do that because I'm calling you through Skype, sir. So, um, again, we will see um, maybe if uh, you can take your phone off private or see if there might be a setting that you can take those calls because you may have it blocked um, uh, permanently there or something like that. But again, we're trying to get a hold of Jungle Brother here. He is the man that started it all, the Ted Turner of the Spreaker Nation. He has got uh, all kinds of things taken off here. And we will get a hold of Jungle here in the next um, uh, break here. We have a new number we can give him a call at. So we're going to get Jungle here on the next break. So with that being said, let's just jump into the Big Ten and Minnesota sports here. Here we go. (music) Thank <music> you. Yes, indeed. Just yes, indeed. The Golden Gophers have a football coach and his name is Tracy Clays, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Tracy Clays gets the job. He has been hired officially with the University of Minnesota Golden Gophers. And just in time, because guess what? They have a huge game coming up this weekend with the University of Iowa Hawkeyes. And, by the way, Iowa is now pulling in the number five ranking in the college playoff poll as well. We'll get into that a little bit here, or in a little bit. But uh, from gophersports.com, University of Minnesota Interim Athletics Director Beth Getz announced today that Tracy Clays has signed a three-year contract to make him the head coach of the Golden Gopher football program, obviously replacing his good friend Jerry Kill, uh, Clays has served on Kill's staff for 21 years. He was named interim head coach following Kill's resignation. In that capacity, he led the Gophers, um, obviously, against Michigan and Ohio State. Now, uh, Coach Clays comes from Clay Center, Kansas, where uh, he joined the staff with Kill. He was hired as a defensive coordinator back then. He's been with them forever, so this was done for the continuity of the program. Uh, clays who's 46 years old was nominated for the frank Broyles award the top college assistant coach award in each of the past two seasons and was uh promoted to associate head coach as we know yada yada as defensive coordinator coordinator in minnesota clays has transformed the gopher defense into one of the best in the big 10 and just kind of goes into some stats minnesota has allowed 380 points in 2011 321 in 2012 in his third season, the uh, the uh, only allowed two hundred and eighty nine points in two thousand thirteen, and Minnesota has allowed fewer than three hundred points. Or excuse me, that marked the first time that Minnesota had ever allowed fewer than three hundred points in a full season since nineteen or since two thousand and four. So, here we go. The Clay's era has begun, people. We will see what happens. I was uh, going through another article on Gophersports where they talked about the uh the recruits and how they were reacting and so far so good there there's been nobody backing out and on their twitter accounts all the recruits seem to be pretty happy to be coming to minneapolis to play for coach clay so um hats off to him we wish him nothing but the best obviously again i wanted a search conducted i thought you just had to do your due diligence before you offered him the uh contract there so um He's going to be let me see here so he's going to be making about a million and a half uh, a year with a hundred thousand dollar raise over the next three years. Obviously, if he can actually do something with this with this team and you know get some wins and whatnot, he will obviously uh, earn more incentives and maybe even a little contract uh, raise down the road. but anyway, Minnesota has their coach. And they were off and running, so this, uh, you know, we'll talk briefly about Ohio State last week. Gophers played roughly two quarters of pretty good football against the uh, national champions. Outside of that, they were the same old Gophers, and unfortunately, that's what counted. So, um, they lost to, um, to Ohio State 28-14. to Ezekiel Elliott ran for 114 yards. That was his 14th straight 100-yard-plus game and Von Bell returned an interception, 16 yards for his first career touchdown for a 21 nothing lead, and obviously that, uh, that score held up. So the Buckeyes 9-0, 5-0 in the Big Ten. They did struggle to move the ball a little bit um, with Cardell Jones at quarterback, so it will be interesting to see if J.T. Barrett does get the uh, shot coming back from his suspension for uh, drunk driving or impaired driving, whatever you want to call it. Minnesota only managed 110 yards through three quarters before finally getting Mitch Leidner's two touchdown passes, the last with 2.10 to go in the game. So, again, kind of too little too late for the Golden Gophers. Onside kick that they tried didn't work out. Um, so a lot of things uh, the Gophers have to work on here because now, as we turn from uh, Ohio State, and by the way, Braxton Miller, took, uh, he took five snaps under center and he ran each time he also caught a 45 yard pass so part of that three-headed monster down there in buckeye land you still can't forget about braxton miller he's kind of out of sight out of mind but he's still making plays for the national champions so you're gonna have to account for him as well and let's see total yards minnesota had 314 in the game ohio state had 376 gophers passed for 281 yards only rushed for 33 yards in that game that tells you everything you need to know couldn't run the ball against one of the stellar defenses in the nation and ohio state ran for a buck 89 all you need to know right there so shannon brooks who wound up getting hurt in this game and actually was hospitalized after this game in ohio state he just returned to minneapolis on tuesday uh he was uh, hospitalized uh think he had a busted up rib and a lacerated lung or something like that and he is uh doing fine he is going to probably miss the rest of the season however um so we wish him nothing but the best and hopefully he'll be ready to go for next year all righty let's talk about the rest of the uh what we're going to need to know here for this saturday because guess what those gophers move on people and they have the university of iowa so let's kind of just touch on that real quick we're going to move into our our other break and we are going to get jungle brother on the line here to talk about what he's doing and some of the teams that he likes to follow as well because uh, jungle brother is a uh, tr- true blue Tar tarheel fan he hates duke and I think that uh, a lot of you guys will definitely get a uh, kick out of him. So we will definitely get Jungle Brother on here uh, here in a couple moments. So the Gophers, um, Saturday night, prime time on the Big Ten Network. They will play Iowa. That's right, for Floyd Rosedale. That is the 100-pound solid bronze pig. And right now resting over on Dinkytown on campus at uh, Minnesota. But it is going to take a worthwhile effort for, to keep it here, ladies and gentlemen, because I was playing for the college football playoffs. They've landed at number five. They are nine and oh, and they are really looking to do things there. And man, let me tell you something. The Iowa Hawkeyes, it's not pretty. It never is. But they just find a way to win. Um, whether it's Canzeri out of the backfield cj bethard who we've talked about endless times on sports done right by the way i'm the sports governor here and you're listening to me on spreaker.com where you can find me make sure you follow the show and one of the things that i will always does is they just play good solid fundamental football man that's what i'm telling you shorty that's what they do and they keep winning And now they're number five in the college football. Throw out all the the coaches' poll, the UPI. Doesn't matter anymore. It's all about this college playoff poll. And Iowa is doing the thing. And after Minnesota, Iowa only has games against Purdue and at Nebraska. Nebraska is the one. That game, boy, that could really – if if Iowa doesn't lose to the Gophers – and by the way, the Gophers can win this game. We'll get into that in just a quick second. But if they beat Minnesota – they will definitely beat Purdue, and that leaves the last game of the year on the road at Nebraska, and my goodness, you know, Nebraska with the season they've had, if they could upset and spoil the apple cart for Iowa at that point to get, you know, Iowa will still probably, they would still go to the uh, Big Ten championship game, but they would fall probably down the poles and would not be able to to rebound and get into that top four slot for a college playoff so iowa does have some some real trepidation that they've really got to be focused here now in these last three games gophers however they really just need to put a, together a solid effort mitch Leitner can't make any mistakes he, he just can't um, shannon brooks is injured um, he's been the top running back here the past few weeks so you're really going to have to take a look here. Other people are going to have to step up. Rodney Smith's going to have to step up. KJ May on the wide outside is going to have to step up. Everybody's got to raise their game. You can still get to a bowl, Minnesota. You got to win three games. And by the way, as bad as Minnesota's played, these games are winnable. You know, again, another kind of down year for Wisconsin, even though you know they're a solid program i will coming up saturday they got illinois the following week and illinois is uh improving their game as well so the Gophers is going to have to stay focused as well people and you know really kind of keep things uh kind of kind of keep things in control here they're going to be on the road hostile crowd now that this crowd knows that they're playing for the the you know the the top slot in the nation to be in a college football playoff Man, these Hawkeye fans are going to be out of control. That stadium holds 70,000-plus. They are going to be nuts down there in Iowa City. They are ready to rock and roll, and they are ready to make some noise, so the Gopher is going to have to be at it. Um, Iowa's aiming for their uh, best start in school history. Hawkeyes are 9-0. As we discussed earlier, the game is a sellout. No shock there. Um, Let's see what else is going on here. So with them, also with Minnesota playing the number eight Iowa Saturday, it means Minnesota will play three straight games against top 15 teams. You know, say what you will about the Gophers, but the schedule's been brutal. Michigan, Ohio State, now Iowa. These are top 15 teams. I mean, you know, and the one thing about, about that schedule, it builds character for this team. And I will say this, the Gophers the past few weeks seem to come out and and at least they're playing. You can see that their, you know, their their output is a lot better than it was earlier in the, se- in the season against the Kent States of the world, and they can still do some damage. They can still do some damage, but they have to win. They have to win. I mean, it's that simple now. So, um, again, Iowa Saturday, going to take Mitch Leidner to have a complete game and really get KJ May involved too. He um, has not really. I don't want to say he hasn't done a whole lot, but he really has been on the, um, you know, he needs to start making some some big, big-time plays because we need him. We need him. So one thing I do want to talk about very quickly before we head to break here as well, As we're 34 minutes in. We are a little over on break. But um, as we get ready to go to Jungle Brother here in a couple minutes, we are going to uh, talk about Jeff Jones. Again, he was the Minneapolis Washburn recruit where I went to high school and coach clays discussed him on a local radio show this week because he's a four-star recruit he had to sit out a year because he didn't qualify on the academic side and he uh, finally qualified this year they moved him from running back to wide receiver and he is just i don't think he's been on the field for one play all year and coach clays addressed that by saying basically that jeff jones just doesn't seem to be practicing very well. There's people that are just quite honestly outperforming him in practice day in and day out. They're going to try and figure out maybe what's going wrong with him if you know something going on in his head and if you don't want to be there or just whatever the case is. Now, they did bring in the Washburn, uh, his high school coach, and uh, Coach Kill added him to the staff as kind of one of those kind of special coaches that you can throw on. I technically, I don't know if he's an assistant coach or not. Um, but he was brought on, and I imagine that some of that was to kind of help Jeff Jones transition. But we have not seen uh, any sign of Jeff Jones on the field, and that is hopefully going to change here. So I really hope he can uh, figure it out. And maybe, who knows? Maybe Minnesota is not the spot for him. Again, he came in as a solid recruit, but all of a sudden they had a plethora of running backs. They now apparently have a plethora of wide receivers. Uh, Drew Wallertarski is a, is a big baller, kind of like an Eric Decker type. When Eric Decker was here in Minnesota, he plays that type of wide receiver, just very fearless, big dude, um, can, can really throw, throw his muscle around. K.J. May, May, obviously, is our top receiver. There's a few other ones that come into play, a couple of tight ends as well that we got. So hopefully Jeff Jones can get it figured out, man. But that's what it is. Before we uh, go to break here. Let's talk about the rest of the goings-on over at the University of Minnesota campus. University of Minnesota Golden Gopher volleyball team. Guess what, folks? Number one in the country. Absolutely. Number one in the country. Can you believe that? Yeah, stand up for him. I love it. I love it. Man with wins over Michigan State Michigan, the Golden Gophers jump from number five to number one. This is from gophersports.com. Minnesota enters the week with a 21 and three overall record, 13 and one in Big Ten play. Absolutely, ladies, very nicely done. Love what you're doing over there, and the sports governor here, Vince Wright, digs what you're doing. And uh, just resetting, you are listening to Sports Done Right on Spreaker.com, and thank you very much for doing so. By the way, all right, we're gonna take a quick little break here in a couple moments. So along with the volleyball team, the University of Minnesota here, they are going to be battling. Oh, excuse me. Uh, they are followed by a South or Southern California's number two, Texas, number three and Florida's number four. And hats off to them, man, because um, Big Ten's a good conference for for volleyball as well. And they have other teams um, that they're going to be battling down the road that are very good, and I can't wait to see if they can hold their own and, who knows, maybe bring home a national championship. Got to love it. Got to love it. So hats off to them. Women's soccer, ladies and gentlemen, uh, University of Minnesota fans, if you're into soccer, the women's soccer team is qualified for the 2015 division or NCAA Division I soccer championship as well. So look at this. Alright, we like what we're doing over here in Minnesota Digging that, digging that ladies They are going to be playing South Dakota State this Friday uh, At 6pm over at Elizabeth Lyle Robbie Stadium That's over on the St. Paul campus if you're not familiar with that Right over by the University of Minnesota golf course And hats off to them, man the Ladies soccer team in the, in the uh, NCAA tournament, I love it now the men's basketball team—they've finally finished up their what they call their exhibition schedule, folks. And guess what? They beat Minnesota or Southwest Minnesota State last Friday, eighty-one to sixty-four at Williams Arena. Joey King—he had third—he uh, fueled the early thirteen to six run, and um, the Gophers by connecting on his first three-point attempts or his first four three-point attempts, excuse me. King had 14 of Minnesota's first 18 points in the opening seven minutes of the game. Now, uh, keep an eye on this guy, too. Carlos Morris, he led all scorers at the break with 15 points. King had 14, and uh, Mason added seven points, uh, five rebounds, and five assists. So lots of good things uh, happening early on. Minnesota now turns its attention to its season opener next Friday, the 13th. Ooh, Friday the 13th. And they will be playing the University of Missouri, Kansas City, as part of a doubleheader with the women's team. So uh, the women's team is going to open up at 530. They're going to play Wolford or Wafford, I believe is how it's pronounced. So, again, that's at 530 with the men slated to tip off at 8 o'clock against the University of Missouri, Kansas City. So when we get back, we're going to talk a little bit about Missouri, what happened there as we uh, kind of – Talk a little bit about uh, some more college football action. We will also take a quick preview of the Big Ten and then we're going to move it on to the NBA, NFL and NBA for the second half of the show. We're going to try and get a hold of our man Jungle Brother here as well because uh, he's always got something to say and he's always got some very, very good takes as well on the local sports scene. So keep it tuned here, ladies and gentlemen. Sports done right. And we will be right back. <laughs> you
5: ready, B? Let's go get
2: them.
5: <laughs> Look for me, young B, cruising down the west side highway, doing what we like to do. I way eyes behind. This necklace, the reason all of my dates Been blind dates with the I got my Barrowist girl with me I'm mashing the gas, she's grabbing the wheel It's trivia a hard she rides with me The new Bobby and Whitney Only time we don't speak is doing sex in the city She gets carry fever, but soon as the show's over She's right back to me and my soldier Cause mommy's a rider And I'm a roller Put us together, how they gon' stop both us Whatever she lacks, I'm right over her shoulder When I'm off track, mommy is keeping me focused So less Lock this down like it's supposed to be The O3, Bonnie and Clyde, Hope and B Holler. All I need in this life is sin. It's me and my girlfriend. Me and my girlfriend.
6: Down the ride to the barricade. It's me and my boyfriend. Me and my boyfriend.
5: That's right. All I need in this life is sin. It's me and my girlfriend. Me and my me girlfriend. Down the ride to the barricade. It's me and my boyfriend.
6: Me the
5: and problem my boyfriend. is, you do treat the one that you Respect that you treat the one that you humping That ain't about nothing If ever you mad about something It won't be that Oh no, it won't be that I don't be at Places where we come, be at With no P.A. Oh no, you won't see that And no, I ain't perfect Nobody walking this earth's surfaces, but girlfriend, work with the kid. I keep you working at her made birthday bag, Manolo Blind Timbs Aviator Lens, 600 drops, Her Sadie's The only time you were a Burberry to swim, and I don't have to worry, only worry is him. She do anything necessary for him, and I do anything necessary for her, so don't let the necessary occur. Yep, all I need is life is say it's me and my
6: girlfriend,
5: me and my girlfriend.
0: Done right, you do it yourself. When you want your sports done right, you download the Spreaker app to your mobile devices and follow the governor of Minnesota Sports Talk and beyond. This is Sports Done Right. Now, let's get back to the show.
2: All right, folks, we are back indeed. Thank you for listening to Sports Done Right. Every Tuesday night, you can find me. The sports governor, Vince Wright, on Spreaker.com. And ladies and gentlemen, I think we are all set. So let me introduce to you, finally, on Sports Done Right. This is the man that started it all for me, man. This is the one. He's the godfather. He is the Ted Turner of Spreaker.com. Ladies and gentlemen, up and out your seats, and especially on Veterans Day. And I feel like an idiot because I should have remembered that at the top of the show. But this man is a former Marine. This man has defended this country. This man has defended you and me. So stand up and honor all our veterans, but also this one in particular. Ladies and gentlemen, I give to you Warren White, but we know him as Jungle Brother. Jungle, how are you, my friend?
7: I'm doing good, Governor. First of all, I want to say thank you for inviting me on um, intermission and politics with the governor. uh that my for my government name is classified, sir
2: that's right that's right now he's gonna have to kill me i forgot all about that jungle brother man first off again thank you so much for taking some time out of your busy day for joining us here on sports done right um you know let's start with this jungle because you know as i've said before you're really the man that kind of motivated me and got me interested in podcasting and, and getting started on this medium so let me ask you before we kind of get into the sports here my brother what got you started with uh the the podcasting
7: well, uh, what made me get started That's a great question, Governor. What made, what made me get started? Because, you know, we all listened to the Doug Stewart show. And before that, we listened to the two Last Stools, And um, we always want Doug to have a third hour. We always wanted him to have a third hour. And, you know, the sports radio market is so uh, it's so uh, bland right now. Two Last Stools and Doug Stewart is all we had to look forward to. So two hours out of a 24-hour day wasn't enough. So we was hoping and hoping and hoping. um gets a third hour. And the days where he, the days where he just uh, do, um, when he's not stay live, and he do one of the replay shows, I just felt it wasn't enough. And I felt there was demand um, for real um, sports talk without no agenda. So I said, well, shoot, man, let me try it. And it just grew from there.
2: Well, you're doing a bang-up job with it, brother. Let me tell you that, because uh, Jungle Brother, besides doing his own show, Jungle Brother has now moved into producing shows for Jersey Vern and John Fisher, Thorny Switch. Hold on, I'm getting through the list here, Jungle. I mean, you got dollars and cents on the roll now. You got that Ninja T from Huntsville, my main man down there. Man, you got everybody over here, man. You like the Suge Knight of Spreaker over here, man. Congratulations.
7: Well, thank you, uh, thank you, Governor, uh, because I feel, you know, a lot of people, uh, Doug um, do takes calls, right, um, but sometimes he'll just let people put their feet up and just stand there as long as they want to. And I, I felt, you know, that some people had things to say, you know, and some would say it very well. So I feel, you know, it's time for me to give them a platform so um, they can get their point across and educate the people uh, as well.
2: Well, very well done, my friend. Very well done. And I appreciate it because that's a very good point. I mean, as much as we like the two live stews and the Doug Stewart show, because of the way that their shows are set up right now, and especially the two live stews show, they really just don't have time, like you said, to, um, you know, they'll take calls, but, you know, you got to be quick because they got to get you through. And I have, you know, I appreciate it you getting people on, giving them a minute to kind of, like you said, stretch out. And really, you know, get into some topics a little more deeply here. So with that being said, Jungle, because, you know, you're a deep thinker, you know, I, I love your takes on, on race and sports in particular. So let's chop it up here a minute about what happened at the University of Missouri, because I think that, um you know, these these kids did a, a beautiful, a beautiful thing, a beautiful job of realizing that not only the, that they had power. They use the power in a very, in my opinion, constructive way to actually get some results done, and I I just I couldn't be happier. You know, like I said last night, I have some. uh, You know, I kind of wonder what's going on in Missouri. We've had a lot of stuff going on out there in that state. But uh, what do you think about what happened this past week out there on the campus?
7: Well, I commend them. You know, uh, what what, um, what you kind of understand, Governor. This is a great question. What these people, um, what these students in Missouri are doing is groundbreaking, you know, and it's very dangerous what they're doing because the powers that be um they, they know the kids they have the power, and it's like uh, it's like Adam and Eve, you know, you're in the garden with your eyes closed, you know what I'm saying? Then when you open your eyes, that's when everything's going to hit the fan, you know. And these kids have laid a blueprint out for justice and. And the powers that be, I'm quite sure, they have having meetings right now. I know I'm going on another tangent, but I, I try to think far ahead, you know what I'm saying? There's going to be other shooters dropping, and what these kids done is sacrificing. I'm quite, I'm quite sure... They thought long and hard about what they thought because this is major. And the powers that be going to come back on these kids and they're going to try to show everybody you can't challenge us. So these kids need to be commended. They um, sacrifice their careers. You know what I'm saying? And they will, be in, they will get dealt with So all we got to do is pray for these kids that they can um, go on in the future and have a help and protect their life because the powers that be, they're not going to forget this. You know what I'm saying? But... For us to save these kids, we can't let them be the only one that has done this, because they stand out uh, as the only one, they're going to stay out like a sore thumb, and they're going to be dealt with. So uh, what they did is make sure um, I agree with everything they've done, uh, because you got to understand, man, uh, Missouri, uh everybody know the history of Missouri, you know what I'm saying, and uh, uh, like you said, since tell your show, Governor, you know some of your friends went to, um, went the St. Louis area, and they came back. They were telling you how they felt.
2: And and Jungle, uh, that's the, and I didn't mean to interrupt you, but but real quick, yeah, exactly, because I want people to know that because that was my white friends. You know, I grew up in in the you know white neighborhood for the most part, and for them to come back and just to have a real hatred for going down there to visit their family, I just found that real
3: unique.
7: Yes, yes, yes. Yes, and Missouri, um if you research Missouri, um you're gonna see why the area is the way it is. I don't wanna turn it into a no political show, but I I like you ask me how I feel about the situation. Uh, in short, to make a long story short, I commend these kids and what they've done is nature.
2: Well said, my brother, well said. So um let's moving on here. We'll get into some sports here with Jungle Brother. Now Jungle is a, a huge North Carolina Tar Heel fan.
1: Uh, Big
2: time, yeah. sir. Big time. Uh, yes, sir. And we know how he feels about Duke. So um, we got college basketball coming up here. How do you think uh, North Carolina is going to shake out this year? What's the early take from out there in uh, Tar Heel land?
7: Well, um, I like see it because, number one, this team doesn't have no Rasheed Wallace or Jerry Stackhouse. So it's a good chance this team will be around three to four years. That's, that's one thing because nobody in America can name two players on Carolina's team. That's what's positive about it. Roy has built this team, um, not from having McDonald's All-Americans that anybody know, and only have them for a year or two. What he's done, he built a team that nobody know of that you can't game plan. Also, I expect Carolina to be dangerous.
2: Yeah, so do I. So do I. I mean, you know, it always comes down to them and Duke and whatnot. Now, Jungle, you're out there and, you know, you live out there in North Carolina. I've been real interested. What is the take on North Carolina state sports out there? You know, we always hear about Duke, you know, even with the Duke football uh, program having a pretty decent year this year. Obviously, North Carolina is the granddaddy of, of all college sports in the state. But since Jimmy V and then, you know, that run of, you know, when they won their championship and, you know, they've had some OK football teams. But how is that school looked at in the state of North Carolina for their athletics?
7: Oh, I mean, this school, this school is big time. This school, this school is rated higher than Duke, you know, even basketball Uh most people in this area, even the local news people, Carolina is, is Carolina um is a is a major school, is the grandfather of all schools. And uh it's kinda of taking a hit, um, to Dean Smith back but when Dean Smith was coaching, I mean this this school Carolina was like almost having, you know what I'm saying? It was the next thing to happen. And then you got Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan he helps a lot, you know, with his with his brand, you know, so we could Carolina think of Michael Jordan. So, uh Duke has come around recently in the last ten years and naturally people think of Duke when it comes to uh, North Carolina. but in the state of North Carolina, the Todd he was the number one, uh and everybody uh to uh beat uh Carolina far as basketball.
2: I hear you. I hear you. So North Carolina State getting no love at all, Jungle out there?
7: Oh yeah, North Carolina State gets a lot of love. You know what I'm saying? But they, um, they, they a solid they, they a silent section because you know they don't, they, they can't beat their chest because they, they doesn't have a, a team that's going to Final Fours. They don't have a football team that's going to um, Big goals, But they had a big following. They got a big following in, in the state of North Carolina, NC State, uh, Wake Forest, uh, all the schools in East Carolina. Even East, East Carolina, I mean, around here, uh, East Carolina, North Carolina State, Wake Forest, Duke, North Carolina—they major, but nationally they don't get the um, they don't get the hype. You know what I'm saying? But around here, you know, everybody, everybody who you who you meet in, in Charlotte. Greensboro or Raleigh they either going to love football He's
2: going to love basketball Or they're going to love both Okay I gotcha I gotcha Well Jungle can I ask you man can you do one more Little segment with us do you have time for that
7: Oh yeah yeah
1: sure
2: yes sir Alright man so let's do this Jungle We're going to take a quick little musical break here um, Folks I am going to We're going to do a, um, a We're just going to do One song Jungle so we're going to be gone For about three and a half minutes so, folks, keep it tuned here. We got Jungle Brother on the line with us, man. I am so happy because this is the guy that got me started in podcasting and got me interested in doing what we're doing. He has become the, the John Gotti, the Suge Knight. I mean, he is the the Ted Turner of Spreaker.com. He is becoming a master producer of these sports shows, and the big things are coming from Jungle Brother. So we will be right back um, with uh, Jungle Brother. So, smoke them if you got them. Have a, a drink if you're uh, having dinner. I keep forgetting we're in the, kind of the dinner time here. And um, keep it tuned here to Sports Done Right with the Sports Governor on Spreaker.com. Mm.
6: Go ahead, Daddy. It's
8: a rock on. Oh. Rock on. My name is hell, I'm from Queens I heard about your man, he like a late with queen Don't shake him on a mosquito with Donna jeans But he slipped up, It threw his rock to a fiend He be playing like a Willie cause he dressed your up Never knowing that his woman is in need of love He got Versace, gold links, stomach chains with rock Official hairstyle, but you stuck up in the spot Making love, Duke is weak,
1: then he falling asleep You on the phone with your old peeps Dying to creep between my sheets So bet you got
8: Chanel on your feet Hot sex on a platter makes the mission complete up uh. With escrow damn, but your honey ran away like presto, Alakazam. Man made the money, money never made the man. You still fake a jacks, throwing rocks on a hand seat. You put your pack down, now you need no brown rock roller. With so much ice you catch cola. I gotta smoking beanies, modeling bikinis. Pushing your whip on the van, wake to see me. I keep it steamy, I make it burn when it's my turn. Teaching shorty all the tools that you never learn. Don't get it twisted, getting money ain't wrong. But she wanna make love all night long. I'm gone.
0: When you want your sports done right, you download the Spreaker app to your mobile devices and follow the governor of Minnesota Sports Talk and beyond. This is Sports Done Right. Now, let's get back to the show.
2: Yes, 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 indeed, as John Fisher would say, we are back. Sports Done Right, and we are rocking and rolling on a Wednesday night. We are redoing the show we had some technical difficulties last night um we had jersey vernon last night but tonight ladies and gentlemen we got the main man the suge knight of the death row crew here he is jungle brother and jungle again welcome back thanks for chopping it up with us sir thank
7: you sir all right to so
2: hey glad to, hey definitely glad to have you i got the first lady on the other side of the glass she sends her best to you then there in the chat room as well now, Jungle, let me, tell you, let me talk to you about this, man, um, because before I tap your brain here on some pro football, let's talk about our Miami Hurricanes, man. Now, um, we, we talked about it on your show a little bit, but I wanted to expound on some things because uh, you made a point when you discussed the Miami Hurricanes that, you know, I, to be perfectly honest with you, the, the uh, governor here on Spreaker.com, um, Vince Wright, did not even think about and that's that real estate aspect of of South Florida. So you know, if you could, because you know, I, I try and talk a little bit of Miami football, being a, a huge fan myself, you know, tell people about the real estate of the of that campus and why it would be. It's it's kind of a hard thing to maybe build, let's say, maybe a fifty thousand seat stadium on campus for the Miami Hurricanes.
7: Well, um, uh, good. that's another great question, Governor. You know, Miami is a private uh, institution, you know. They're not a state school, so when you're dealing with a private institution, you're dealing with donations. You know, you're dealing with uh, people donating um, uh, money to your program, whatever, 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 right? Now, when you want to expand a stadium, in Florida you got politics. It's just not as easy as raising the money and uh, say, "Okay, we're gonna put this down, put that down." We talking about South Florida real estate, and so it comes down with comes down with comes down to a whole lot of politics, and so that's one of the roadblocks that's kind of hurting the Miami uh, institution because you know in the '80s, in the '80s, Miami they set a blueprint for college football day. Um, a whole lot of other um, programs was in the, was in the uh, dinosaur days. And so, but now, the official one has caught up with Miami. You know, you got TV money, you got these state schools with the state money, you know, getting all this money, all this TV money, then you got Miami still stuck in the 80s. You know, so it's going to take a whole lot. It's going to take a whole lot, and it's going to take a whole lot of politics um, to get this um, institution turned around
2: now jungle let me ask you this um as, as as you know a fan and you know you've kind of been in that area a little bit more than i have do you think at some point in the future the university of miami i mean really sits down and makes the investment um you know i know they got pro players that they they've been relying on but none of these pro players you know, have have huge bankrolls. Do you think they find a way to actually look at at doing this and building a a stadium closer to campus at all?
7: Yeah, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It just needs time. It it can't happen overnight because Miami is a sweeping giant. All it's going to take is some oligarch, you know, some Russian guy or some whomever to come in there and just pour a whole lot of money into this institution it will take a whole lot of money, and all it just takes is somebody with the political clout to get to um, get to one, get the real estate, get the zoning um, permit, and and whatnot. It's gonna, it's gonna take a little a corporation or, or a Donald Trump type person come in and oversee uh, Miami, but it, it's coming. It just can't. It's just not coming overnight because Miami is a sweeping giant.
2: No, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly, and I hope they find a way to get it done because I think, you know, th- this is a state that has gone from basically the big three, um, you know, back in the 80s when it was just Florida, Miami, and Florida State for the most part. I mean, now you had schools. I remember, you know, University of South Florida, they were number two in the nation, you know, back uh, about 10 years ago when they had went on their little run in Tampa Bay. There's, you know, Central Florida. Uh, Florida Atlantic, Florida International, on and on and on it goes. You know, there's like seven, eight Division One football teams now that they got to recruit against. Do you think they have the wherewithal on the recruiting level to find a way? Now, you know, I won't even say jungle to get back to the uh, the stature of those programs that we see on these thirty for thirties, but let's just say to be a perennial top twenty
7: team. Yes, um, yes. I mean, all it takes is marketing, you know, because you got to understand, you know, Miami made a whole lot of enemies in the '80s, and and Miami not only is they fighting you um, their enemies, they fighting these other schools. So it's gonna take, um, it's gonna take somebody with Trout to number one defeat these enemies. You know, what I'm saying, because you remember back in, I think it was 1989, 1990, 1991. They beat the University of Texas forty-five to, to three, and they embarrassed them. They haven't forget about that. You know what I'm saying? They haven't forget about that. And so um, you got a, you got a whole lot of powers that beat in Texas. They don't want they don't want to see Miami um, hurt. Purple. They don't want that beast to rise up. They don't want Miami to rise up because they see the market potential. See Miami? I mean, you got do you. I mean one you know, what schools school's defined by one letter. You know, and a whole lot of people right on can ever, ever, ever come back again. So they're fighting against their enemies right now, uh, Governor. A great question.
2: Thank you, I appreciate it, and that was a great answer. I you know, again, I agree with you. And so, you know, I, I just hope, you know, again as a as a fan of that program. And I I know what that school and that program can mean for that community down there in South Florida. I just hope they can find a way to get it back. But, um, you know, Jungle is on the line with the sports governor here on Spreaker.com. I'm normally on on Tuesday nights, but uh, we decided since we had a little snafu last night that we were just going to re-record the show today. And obviously we were off for all of the, uh, the Veterans Day And, again, just want to give mad love to not only Jungle Brother, who was in the Marines himself, but for all the veterans out there. Uh, My dad was a Navy man. I have a lot of uncles that were in the Army. So even though I didn't serve myself, I got mad respect for the military. Now, Jungle, let's uh, move it on here to the NFL. Um, You know, again, we're heading back to your your state there, North Carolina. Um, You know, give us your take, man. Cam Newton's really doing something out there for them Panthers.
7: Yes he is and see, uh, Cam Newton, you can't judge Cam Newton by the numbers because a lot of things he does is, is 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 you can't throw fantasy numbers. What he do, if he don't see anybody open or the play breaks down, you know, a lot of people throw the ball out of bounds. What Cam Newton does he move the chains with his rushing yards. But when you watch sports center or uh, Fox Sports Live, they just throw his passing numbers. He be like, "Oh, one hundred eighty-five. Uh, that really ain't no great game, you know. Uh, uh, touchdown or uh, an interception. That really ain't a great game." But what you don't see is his rushing numbers, can't his can, can rushing yards. And what that do when you get first downs? That give the defense time to rest. You know, what I am saying when defense uh, can rest and stay rested, all four quarters. Oh, those boys, those, those boys can hunt. You know what I'm saying? They go ahead and you know, do some work. So a quarterback like Cam Newton, it helps the defense by moving the change. And what Cam Newton, a lot of people don't know about Cam Newton is he started it last year, but this year he's got command of the offense. He he no longer huddles up and, and wait for the offensive coordinator to call the plate. And so by the time he comes to the line of scrimmage, he got 10 seconds left. So he really can't audible. But they have, they have given Cam Newton the power, so as every play he comes to the line, he got 20 seconds left, they give him time to read the defense, make, um, uh, make the line adjustments, and call the right play. And that's why Cam Newton is flourishing this year, because he got more command of the offense.
2: Yeah, well said. I mean, he's been very impressive this year, Jungle. Like you said, command of the offense. And not only that, I think um, over this off season, and, you know, one of the things I don't think that gets talked a lot about with Cam Newton, he just seems to be a lot more mature. You know, I know the media, you know, they like to throw that on a black quarterback and talk about that a lot. But I really think that he's just he's matured. He just has a sense of calmness about himself and his situation. And, you know, being the man out there in Charlotte, And, you know, I think it's just coming out in the play because Charlotte has been obviously 8-0, very impressive. But I've just really noticed he just seems to be a lot cooler about being Cam Newton.
7: Yeah, uh, Governor, um, I I, I, I wouldn't say it's mature. I just say he realized that he got to play the role. You know what I'm saying?
9: Yeah, good point, good point.
7: Go ahead, Go ahead, Governor.
2: No, I was just saying that's, that's a good point as well, Jungle. Go ahead, sir.
7: Yeah, he got to play a role because um, he, no matter what he can do, you're going to have somebody in the media ask him a silly question. You know what I'm saying? And what he has learned, he got to expect that. You know, you got a Heisman Trophy, you got a national championship, and you six six, you throw, you can do everything on the field. You know what I'm saying? You expect it to get praise. But, then when you get to the NFL – you know, you go for two hundred eighty yards and you run for a hundred yards and um and you throw two touchdowns and you run for a touchdown and then after the game you get in the press conference, they ask you about the to towel on top of your head and you and you be like, What? But see he has realized that it ain't about winning, it ain't about what he do. It's about the expectations of the media, and so he has learned to expect that, and, and learned that no matter what he do, there was gonna be detractors the out there. So he's he learned to put up with that and still play his game.
2: Well said, sir. Well said. You know, I got um here in the situation room. I'm got the monitors going, and they got uh Mr. Taylor, Tyrod Mania, taking over Buffalo there. So, um, what a what do you think about Taylor so far this season? And, um, you know, we can stretch that into, can, can Buffalo actually do anything? You know, I used to really love as a kid, jungle watching them, Jim Kelly teams play up there in December with that snow falling, you know, 15 feet of snow over in the sidelines and, uh, the bills doing their thing. Um, can, can Taylor, hopefully, can he get this uh franchise turned around so they can really start uh, mattering again in the AFC East?
7: Yeah, I think Taylor's a it, but he's he going to need his head coach to stay out of his way. You know what I'm saying? You know, Rex Ryan, he has never met a camera he didn't like. And uh, Rex Ryan, he do stuff, you know, he he, he do stuff, you know, for attention. Like, naming, it, uh, telling them, everybody in the world that he's going to put MK Polly as as captain. We don't need to know that. You know, why are you going to tell everybody that? You know what I'm saying? But I, it's I, Rex Ryan trying to take the attention and uh, put it on himself, you know what I'm saying? And turn it into a circus. So instead of the team uh thinking about uh beating the Jets, they thinking about what happened with um with um MK Polly and um and um, my, my, uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Geno Smith. So now the media actually you and on the, the whole team about Geno Smith and MK Polly. And it takes that's a distraction right there in itself. The so if you're distracted, you're not playing, you're not studying and getting the team focused on what they need to do. And so, um, I don't care what um Taylor do, he went eleven for twelve last 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 week, played a monster game, but you can also, also understand he played for Rex Ryan and Rex Ryan gonna make his team job a little harder.
2: Yeah, I agree with you, know. I agree with you, man. You know, that's the thing about that coach out there. You know, Rex, he, like you said, there's not a camera he doesn't like. And I think to the detriment of the teams he coaches, you know, he likes to be in front of these cameras. So whether it's, you know, putting his wife's feet out there on YouTube or, you know, just doing all kinds of nonsense and running his mouth instead of coaching his teams. And that's why I've really never been a big Rex Ryan fan. I was very surprised that Buffalo hired him, but, you know, it's New York. It's a little different spot out there. But, um, you know, uh, I was just reading here the Jets have about 17 players on their injury report. So this may be a game that Buffalo, uh, they're 4-4. Four and four, The Jets are 5-3. and three. Maybe Buffalo can get above 500, Jungle. But you're absolutely right about that coach out there.
7: Yeah, man. Uh, Buffalo has talent, man. And they got a quarterback that can move the chains and keep that defensive line, which is uh, on a, a world-class level, give them time to rest and keep uh, their uh, bearings under them. I mean, along with Tyrod Taylor there, and uh, uh, along with Tyrod Taylor is there. Uh, See, so the reason why uh, now, uh, what's, my, uh, what's the backup quarterback name for Florida State? He's a good, capable quarterback, you know, but the coaches don't believe in him. And when the coaches don't believe in the quarterback, no matter how good I think he is, that's going to affect the team. That's going to give the team doubts. But it's very clear the team, um, the coaches, Rex Ryan and his staff, believe in Tyrod Taylor. So when Tyrod Taylor comes back and get in the offense, the team plays a little better. You know what I'm saying? He moved the chain and he got a beat. And if you look at his deep balls, I mean, he's, his accuracy on deep balls is like 60%. And that's amazing because we look at Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning's accuracy on deep balls is like 30%. You know, so it's amazing. Right. And a lot, people, a lot of people in the media don't talk about
2: it. No, very good point. And exactly. And that's why you do what you do. You have these shows and you have your shows. And that's why I wanted to have you on because people need to hear about some of these stats from the, the big-name quarterbacks because, you know, some of these kids are doing some good things out there. It's just that uh, the ESPNs of the world and whatnot don't want you to know about that. So let me ask you this, Jungle, as we move on from uh, Mr. Taylor in Buffalo. Um, uh, let me get your opinion on this. And again, you're listening to Jungle Brother. He is uh, the king of the real cast radio kingdom. Um, t- plenty, plenty of shows coming on. We're going to touch on a little later. But um, we got him on the line, so I want to get his brain picked on this. Should Johnny Manziel be playing Jungle Brother? Now, you
7: know, I don't like um, bashing athletes. You know, I try to um, stay away from bashing athletes, and and really stick to management. You know, and bashing management in the media. So um, I'm going to say this, and I don't want nobody to think I'm bashing Johnny Mansell, But if you, um, if you're the type of person that's on your your soapbox, you know, what I'm saying and you preaching against um, domestic um, violence, and you got a zero tolerance against domestic violence. Then why you not calling for Johnny Manziel to be suspended or uh, to be put down or, in that, or put on uh, an inactive list? I mean, I because could, yeah. this, this man, this man, he got pulled over, and the, the cop smelled alcohol on his breath. You know what I'm saying? And they they got both of them out of the car, him and his girlfriend. They separated him, and they took the statement from him. And they said, what happened? And she was like, well, we were driving, and we had a disagreement, and... He hit me. Oh, he hit you? Yes. He hit me, and, and but I still love him. You know, I still love him. Has, has, has I've been drinking? Yes, we had a few drinks. Okay. So the cops get in and radio this, and he gets to let them leave order. You know, and now you know the media, ESPN. They got they a they got a do person. That's all they do is they watch the police block him and Johnny Manziel. Um, this this call came over the police blotter, and so ESPN, ESPN uh media check out, all of them knew about this, but nobody's concentrating on this. They're concentrating on Greg Hardy. And I'm just saying, if you don't get in your soapbox about Greg Hardy, why are you not um, getting in your soapbox about Johnny Manziel? If you're saying, oh, man, uh, uh, if you're the type of person who's saying Greg Hardy is paid as is dudes, then I can see why you're not talking about I'm Johnny Menzel, but I'm only saying if you call up um, uh Great Hardy if you got no po no you got if you got a, uh no policy take to so make the violence for Great Hardy why you don't have it for, um Johnny Menzel?
2: um we are uh, again I, all I got to say is preach uh, cuz you know Jungle I agree and that's why I asked you the question because it it really floors me uh, the governor here on speaker.com uh Sports Done Right is what you're listening to um you know it really really bothered me that there was just really no uproar i mean this guy you know at least from what the you know she said he hit me now if that was uh, you know some other quarterbacks or you know a little darker persuasion there we know what would be going on i i can't stand domestic violence you know obviously a lot of people can't but when when I heard that and I watched the dashcam video there, Jungle Brother, and when she said that, and for nothing to happen, I mean my jaw is still on the ground here in the Situation Room, brother, because I cannot believe the, the, no investigation. And yeah, let's take it to management. I mean, just it doesn't really seem to be that much of an internal investigation by the Cleveland Browns. They're worried that their starting quarterback may not be ready, so they need Johnny Manziel. They need their backup. And you know, again, I I just think this thing stinks to high heaven all the way around, Jungle Brother.
7: Yes, it does. It does. You just want to like Austin all used to say. It makes you want to
2: go. hmm. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. All right. Well, we got a couple another moment or two here with Jungle Brother. He's been very kind to join us here. He's been on the line for a long time. I wanted to let him go, but Jungle Brother, um, on the way out, I just wanted to ask you. And then also to let the people up here in Minnesota and, you know, who listen to Sports Done Right know. Um, again, why don't you yourselves just kind of tell them about some of the shows and people you're working with and what you're looking to do with the Real Cast channel on Spreaker.com?
7: Well, um, th- um, thanks, thanks for um, giving me an um, opportunity to uh, highlight uh, some of the Rangers. Um, I'm, I'm all in diversity in sports. You know, uh you got Tony Switch, she's a big time Georgia Bulldog fan. You got um Dad ninja and Jerry's Vern, they're big time Ohio State fans. And you got Doctor K. she's in education, uh and you got John Fisher, uh he's into um he's into um Atlanta sports, he's in uh, Philadelphia sports, he got he got charisma, he got character, you know, all these different um uh, personalities, um, I think it's very interesting. You got Dollar Sense. He's a big time Pittsburgh fan, Cleveland Cavaliers fan. So we got diversity across the board, and we got uh, interesting personalities that people can relate to, and they want to hear from. And I'm just trying to get, I'm just trying to get it out there. And I, I don't want I, not not one of those persons are like Jungle Brother. You know what I'm saying? So there's no redundancy when it comes to the Rangers. Everybody offer something different and unique, and something I think is powerful.
2: Well said, my friend. Well, Jungle Brother, let me first off again, um, hope you have a very happy Veterans Day with you and the missus out there in North Carolina. Thank you so much, brother, for, you know, taking a, more than a few minutes and joining us here on Sports Done Right. It was real important for me to get you on because, like I said, man, you, you know, you're the guru. You're the one that started it all for a lot of people that are doing this podcast thing, especially – Myself, John Fisher, you know Jersey and the like, man. So uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to what you have coming down the pipe for us here on the Real Cast Channel. I'm proud to be a Real Cast Ranger myself. I wear that badge with a uh, very, very high honor. And Jungle, again, thank you so much, man. You have a great night.
7: Well, thank you, um, Governor. Thanks for having me, and um, I feel honored that you asked me, if, and especially give me another segment. And I feel honored, and I just want to say thank you.
2: Well, Jungle, we're going to have you back in the future. This ain't a one-time call, man, so you have a good night. Take care, man.
7: Thank you, Trey. You too, and tell uh, the first family um, I said hi and um, I love them. Thank
2: you. All right. Peace. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Jungle Brother, the main man. That's right. All right. So, the, again, Jungle Brother, he is... The leader of the real cast nation and he's really putting a lot of work into bringing you a lot of different shows from a lot of different people with a lot of different points of view. And these are all people that I got to meet down at the Doug Stewart weekend and I'm very excited. This is this is a real good um, a lot of people that know a lot about sports and really know what they're talking about. And because of the way that jungle brother does these shows just like we were able to we had jungle in here for about half an hour. Uh, We didn't feel rushed Or anything like that so right. well what we are going to do is We're going to take a little break here We may hear from the first lady herself Angie Wright And um, Angie has A friend that She wants to get on the phone as well Eddie Graves He uh, works with the first lady He is from Boston and He obviously as you can imagine Is a huge Patriots fan So You know, maybe we'll do a little dual interview with the first lady here and get her on the line as well. So what we're going to do here is we're going to take a two-song break since we went way over, obviously, with Jungle, get everything reset here, uh, get Eddie on the line, and we are going to close out Sports Done Right. We're coming up to an hour and 25 minutes. But, again, so glad that Jungle Brother joined us on the line here. So keep it tuned here. Vince Wright. Sports Done Right on spreaker.com. Please follow me at the big smooth one. That's the number 1 after the big smooth. You can follow us on Facebook. Just search for the Sports Done Right group WRIGHT, my last name. And you can always uh, get at me those ways. You can email me at v m a n n 31 At gmail.com with any suggestions or uh, anything you want to hear music wise, uh, any topics on the show, anything like that. So we will be right back after these two songs.
0: job done right you do it yourself when you want your sports done right you download the Spreaker app to your mobile devices and follow the governor of minnesota sports talk and beyond this is sports done right now let's get back to the show
2: All right ladies and gentlemen we are back Sports done right Uh, Normally every Tuesday night on Spreaker.com but tonight Because we had a little technical snafu On uh, the govs part last night We are doing a new show here Tonight and guess what Folks we have some special guests Joining us all the way from Boston First let me introduce My main lady My main old lady The one and only first lady Angie Wright what's up girl
10: I'm not old. What are you talking about?
2: I said old, as in O-L-E.
10: Oh, oh okay. I didn't get that slang.
2: Well, you know, that's, that's what happens there with those Caucasian girls. But anyway, folks, we also have on the line a couple of coworkers from the First Lady. Um, they are on the line my main man, Eddie Graves. We got Rusty Treadwell. They are here to talk Boston sports. And ironically, Tom Brady is live on the NFL Network as I look up and speak. So you guys have come on right at the best time. Uh, Eddie and Rusty, welcome aboard.
11: Hey, good to be here. Hey, thanks
9: for having us. You know, we're right here in the southeast. So uh, glad to have us, man. Appreciate it. Love the
2: Twin Cities. There you go. There you go. Well, we are glad that you guys are taking a few minutes to uh, talk a little Boston sports here. Now, the Patriots, what can we say? You guys got the Giants here. Um, We were speaking off air, and as I was telling you, we got a lot of Giants fans that are listening right now. So why don't you guys take a couple moments and tell these Giants fans what's going to happen this weekend?
11: A lot of respect for the Giants. Grew up with Mark Bavaro here in massachusetts so i mean it's always a tough game but i think the pats are ready you know the pats are ready to just move forward and really take this thing so you know i see a patriot victory you know it's not uh, it's not any hubris i just think the patriots are really well prepared i think this is a team that's very well groomed to kind of move on to the next level this year just as we did last year with the championship
9: you know, what, Vince, this is know. and I'm, I'm not going to be so PC, right? I mean, we're sitting at the bye, and there's a couple of guys, a couple of Giants fans, and they just trash talk, and I'm thinking to myself, you're having such an awful season that this is your Super Bowl again? Like, get over it. You already beat us twice. I mean, by three points, and I mean the village idiot. I mean, and I say that affectionately with respect, too, for the Manning brothers, but I mean, seriously, do they really think they have a chance against us? Unless they, you know, unless we kick into that wind tunnel every single time we're trying to score, that they're opening up in the end zone. Forget about it, man. Seriously.
2: Oh, like, the, the,
9: the NFC East is like a doormat this year.
2: Um, Rusty, Eddie, you guys have got it going on, man. Um, You know, I kind of agree with you. I think the Patriots are really going to put it on the Giants this weekend. But um, you guys are out there. You live it. You're East Coast boys. And you know, like I said, to, to run into some Giants fans at the bar. I wish I could have been there with you guys. And um, let me ask you this: um, Tom Brady, obviously one of the greatest to ever played the game. Um,
11: I think the greatest. Let's just clarify.
2: <laughs> you know, being a you, yeah, you know agree. a Joe Montana guy myself, I'm gonna let that slide. But you know, I can understand where you're coming from. You know, give us a local perspective out there. You know, obviously you get the national stuff, the gate, this, this, and that. What does Tom Brady really mean to the, to the, the people of Boston, the state of Massachusetts?
11: Yeah, I think it's pride. I think it's pride and team. You know, if you think about Boston, you know, the city of Boston has been through a lot, um, you know, you can bring it back to the Tea Party or you could bring it to the Boston Marathon of a couple of years ago with the bombing. You know, this is a tight city. You know, the people of Boston come around one another. You know, Tom Brady, we believe, is a great ambassador of the city. You know, phenomenal athlete, very humble, you know, very happy with where he is in life from a, you know, draft pick of 199. And, you know, we're, you know, we, we look at Tom and Tom's just a, you know, we think a great ambassador of the city, just as in baseball as David Ortiz is.
9: You know, to, to piggyback on that, absolutely everything that Rusty just said. I mean, this guy, he epitomizes the blue collar mindset, which is really the, the fan base here in Boston. You know, we had a lot of lean years. And just like life, I don't, want, I don't mean to get all philosophical, but he's a guy who was overlooked in the draft, kept working. Kept staying persistent. Uh, next thing you know, deflategate happens. All of a sudden, what does he do in the offseason? He's got four Super Bowls, but you know what? He never stops working, and he's working on his footwork. And this year, you're seeing him get a little more mobility. And it's, it's really an analogy, analogous to Boston. It's like, that's what Boston is. You know, we're, we're persistent. We're, 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 you know, we're, we're hardworking. We've got a blue-collar mentality. And, and, and as much as the rest of the country thinks that we're whatever, cheaters or purportedly cheating, deflating the ball, um, we're hardworking, we're persistent, um, and, you know, and we go about our business and and, and we're a lot more humble than the rest of the country thinks.
2: Hey, well said, gentlemen. And just let me uh, share what some of the Giants fans are saying in the chat room here. Uh, we, you know, Rusty Eddie, we get, we all got kind of little code names in the chat room here. As we're we're you know we're friends from different shows, but uh, my main man Jungle Brother from Charlotte, North Carolina, who is uh, probably nice. the number one Giants fan, says that you guys are definitely drinking some Spike Patriots Kool Aid out there, and uh, the Giants are definitely going to do their thing this week. Um, you know, beyond the game this weekend. What do you see coming up this season for the Patriots? Are we looking at Super Bowl number 5?
11: Yeah, you know, and one of the things that I will say is that very disappointing to me is I had to relocate my family to Southern California for work. You know, based on where my job was, I had to move out there. You know, it was a sad move for me. And, you know, arguably today, I will admit, you know, I, I, I the first thing I did when I could take a break from work was I took a cab to Fenway Park, I bought my kids a couple of Red Sox shirts and headed back. So, you know, with that I am I am definitely a definitely a homer, but you know, when when we when we look forward, you know, it's uh as far as the season goes, it doesn't have to be an undefeated season. You know, the surprise is for me listening to local Boston radio, you know, the debate was, "Hey, we don't think with the recent injuries that the Patriots can go undefeated and win the Super Bowl. Like I look at that and I was like, Hey, you know what? It's like I think locally, like back here in Boston, there's too much pressure on the Pats. I think the Pats have to settle back, play their game, do well, try to win each week, but bottom line, think about where you want to be in the postseason. And you don't need to be sixteen and 0 to have a number one seed. And, you know, with that I think, you know, you just gotta push forward, win the games, and you know, arguably, you know, put yourself in the best position you can to get to the Super Bowl. And I think the Patriots can be there and whoever it is on the NFC side is there to meet them, you know what, it's gonna be a good battle. You know what, that's
9: straight out of Belichick's mouth almost, right? But if you realistically, if you look at the AFC and and the power rankings right now, and you look at the Patriots on both sides of the ball, offensive, and defensively. They're a second-half football team, when, you know, relative to the season and, and, a re, and a regular football game. You might be beating them at halftime, but they, came out, they come out and adjust. And if you look at their defense, which is what wins championships, frankly, right? I mean, you could have a, a track meet with the Patriots. You're not going to win. So what do you have on the defensive side of the ball? If you look at the defensive side of the ball, their players are getting healthy. That front line is unbelievable. The cornerbacks are, 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 are lighting it up. Butler is stepping up. He's not a one-hit wonder. Um, and, you know, we got a couple X-Factors, right? We got Belly. We got Gronk. We got, we got Brady. We got role yep. players. Yeah, LaFelle. Hey,
2: and also, guys, don't forget about Julian Edelman.
11: Absolutely. You know? Well, Julian Edelman is kind of the unsaid wonder. I mean, he, you know, it's like when we look at it as a Pats fan, and full disclosure, Pats fan season ticket holder, through my dad since I was five. I've seen more losses than wins, but, you know, looking at Julian Edelman, I mean, he reminds me, you know, a lot of that guy that played in um, New York on the, on the Jets. I won't say his name, but that guy can go across the middle.
2: <laughs> right, right. I, I hear
9: you. I hear they, you know, we, we, they know their roles. They know, they know what to do. Um, they execute, and they're disciplined. How do you t- how do you beat a football team like that? The chances are pretty
2: low. Well said, gentlemen. And um, just to let you know, I got a little Massachusetts love myself because my aunt was actually she used to be a dean out at uh, UMass in Amherst, and I used to go visit her in the summer. So that used to be where the Patriots used to have their uh, training camps. So I back used to in go. The day, yeah. yeah, back U- in the U- day. I, yep. So I used to go U- check out. The Amherst. Yep, used to uh, go down, check out Steve Grogan and the posse, man. So I actually kind of yeah. grew up liking the Patriots, and plus that old logo with the Patriots snapping the football is one of the best in sports.
11: No, I, I, I hate it because, you know, that goes back to the day with me, back to, uh, I Thank mean, you, let's, let's just let's just face it. I mean, that's the old Schaefer Stadium and everything else. I mean, those are the horrible days. Like I said, season ticket holder through my dad since I was five. Saw more losses than wins. I remember Jim Plunkett getting just buried in that stadium for my whole life. So, you know, for where we're at right now, it's a, it's, it's a good place to be. It's a great team. It's great ownership, which I think is where it all starts. Oh yeah, Wonderful coaching, good team approach, and that's great. And to, uh, to your Giants fan in, uh, in Charlotte, I was just there two weeks ago, visited the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Unbelievable city. First time I've ever been there. Wonderful wonderful anyone who's listening who's never been there they should travel there it's a great place
2: yeah i wow, definitely wow. got to check it out i have not been to charlotte um that aunt that i just told you about actually is uh living down in raleigh north carolina so uh me and uh the first lady guys as i call her here and as she's known throughout the the chat rooms Um, Since they call me the sports governor of minnesota, we're definitely gonna be heading that way. So um guys before we get you out of here Let me just uh, take the tour around the rest of the boston sports with you here Um, the red Sox, you know years ago finally lifted that curse to become one of the the dominant teams obviously in baseball um, you know, you had kg who's close to us obviously here in minnesota when he went out there Brought uh, the 16th World Championship to the rafters there of uh, TD Ameriprise uh, Garden. Um, What do you think about the uh, Red Sox uh, for next year? And uh, what are you guys thinking about for your Celtics? And, by the way, your Boston Bruins, because I'm a huge Chicago Blackhawks fan. Don't hold that against me. But what do you think as we're moving into the the winter sports here of the Boston teams?
11: Hey, as as passionate sports fans, we never hold anything against anyone uh, you know, the Blackhawks team that beat the Bruins in the in the Stanley Cup, I mean, that was, that was a phenomenal team. Yeah. Personally, I was happy to see a non-Bobby War team win, so so that was great. But, you know, really at the end of the day, you know, Red Sox, Red Sox are great. We're looking at them to kind of push on. You know, that, that's a team that, you know, hey, you go back to, you know, back to, uh, you know, about a decade ago when they won. That was great. You know, they put up uh, three championships. So hopefully looking to see that move forward. Kevin Garnett, you know, a great steward of the team. Um, you know, happy to see him having success now and probably the twilight of his career, but, you know, put in a lot of that for the, uh, you know, for the Celtics in their, in their championship run. So that was good. But, you know, Red Sox-wise, it's, you know, we'll see what will come out there. What I will say, though, for your local fans, is that um, um, I traveled to the Twin Cities, specifically for opening day of the new target field to see the Red Sox play the twins. And as a Sox fan, I will say, I was very happy to see the twins win the first game in their new stadium. And that's a wonderful, wonderful venue. So happy on this side for that.
9: Well, you know what? I mean, with a pitching staff like that, who couldn't beat the Red Sox this year? I mean, that guy, they, they got rid of the the GM for a reason and now Dombrowski's in there. He's, uh, you know, relatively speaking on the Sox next year, I'm sure the hot dogs is going to be pretty hot this, this winter. They're going to make some moves. They need to strengthen the pitching. They've got some good, young, cool players, kind of like the Cubs. You know, I'm in Chicago right now. That's a good farm system. I mean, that's, that's got Red Sox DNA in it. And I think is going to bring the same DNA that he had in, in, in Detroit to Boston. That was a great hire. And, again, to Rusty's point earlier, it starts with management. And uh, they've got, they got, they got a good front office going on right now. You know, switching gears to the Celtics, they're a couple of years away, but here's a bright spot. They've got some good draft picks coming up from a franchise model. You know, they, they took a page out of the Patriots book, um, you know, traded high draft picks for future, for future draft picks, and, and that, that, that approach has been working really well. You know, they're one or two players away, I think, from consistently making the playoffs. Last year was, you know, it was a nice run for us. We got the eighth seed. Um, I don't expect them to make the playoffs, but given the parity you are seeing in the East, um, it may just happen, right? And, and if a team gets the injury bug in that division, um, we'll see a nice run from them, but I don't expect it, we don't expect it for another two years. You know, same thing with the Bruins, if Chara can stay healthy, he's really the catalyst for everything else, Bregeron and um, and, and Marchand, if they can stay healthy and the goalie gets hot, um, you know, I think that the Bruins are really on the downslide um, after the CMC Cup win, but but who knows? Crazier things have happened. If the Sox can go from last to first, um, you know anything can happen.
11: So,
9: so that's my two sentiments.
11: Yeah, and in 2013, I mean, look at that Red Sox team that won the World Series. I mean, people are happy that the you know Kansas City Royals won, and I am one of those people. But if you look at that Red Sox team that won, who were they? You know, it was a bunch of nobodies who won a championship, and that, and and I think that was a great thing. The only plug I would put in for the locals out there is that. My son plays baseball. He's a catcher. He's had the opportunity to work out with the likes of Joe Mauer, local guy. You got you folks. Um, you know, he's a he, he. He is just a great role model. And when you think Twins baseball, I mean, I would hope that we see them sitting up there in the championship within the next four years.
2: All right, that sounds good, guys. And again, everyone, you're listening to Vince Wright, the sports governor of Minnesota, on Sports Done Right. Check us out on Spreaker.com every Tuesday night. We'll also be doing some uh, weekend shows um, as we move into the hockey and basketball season. We are here with uh, my two new buddies who I'm calling the Town Brawlers. We got Rusty Treadwell. We got Eddie Graves. They are on the road, but they are Boston through and through. Um, guys, before I let you go here, um, first off, I really appreciate you guys coming on. I hope that as uh, we kind of go through the seasons here with hockey and basketball and then the baseball, we can kind of pick your guys' brains here and get that Boston point of view. But let me ask you this in closing here. I think the Patriots, in all intents and purposes, are going to wind up in the Super Bowl again this year. If the Patriots win again, you know, obviously that's ring number five. When do you guys think that Tom Brady actually hangs up the jersey
11: well he says 10 years I think the reality is probably closer to four maybe five um and arguably for all of us here I mean that's the day that Belichick I think walks out the door as well
9: yeah I mean I'd have to concur with uh with Rusty here but you know we hope he stays around for 10 years and he's healthy enough I mean can he's, never happen. he's got four Super Bowls and this guy's incredible and, Tom, if you're listening, I mean, I'm not trying to, you know, trump you up, man. You, you've earned every single win um, you work hard in the offseason. He's still hungry. He's still got the fire in him. If he stays healthy, you know, and if Giselle agrees to it, who knows? Maybe we'll have another 10-year run. But, you know, four is a lot. Five would be great. You know, six or seven would be even better.
2: Well, that sounds good, gentlemen. A, hey, again, Eddie, Rusty, the Beantown Brawlers, man on behalf of sports done right from from the the executive mansion as we call it here with the first lady um i really appreciate you guys taking some time out of your very busy days to talk a little about boston sports with us we're definitely going to be uh picking your brain here in the future and uh before i jump off the line does the first lady uh have anything to say to her co-workers
10: just drink responsibly drink responsibly boys
9: well who doesn't hey don't
10: try this <laughs> there are plenty of wholesalers that don't
9: all right cheers guys thanks for having us on
2: all right hey guys again thank you guys very much for joining us and you guys have a good night
9: Boston strong baby Boston's
2: strong now all right all right take it easy fellas all right ladies and gentlemen you heard him live and direct let's give him a big round of applause Eddie Graves, Rusty Treadwell, making the uh, debut here. And again, they are the Beantown Brawlers, and they are Boston strong, as you heard uh, Eddie and Rusty saying on their way out there. Big game with the Patriots this weekend. So I am really, really looking forward to that one. So I'm going to have a special executive eye on that one, since the, the Beantown Brawlers, Jungle Brother, Jersey Vern. Uh, the Giants fans represented here in the chat room and all the other Giants fans that I know that listen who may not be in the chat room. Uh, it's going to be a good game this weekend. So um, while I got her on here, before we uh, take our one of our last breaks, here's, we're actually coming up to two hours. It was really nice to have some interviews. What did you think, First Lady?
10: I think the Beantown Brawlers added a lot to the show. Good perspective, good perspective.
2: Yeah, and I mean, uh, I think Jungle Brother in the first half of the show, obviously – um, a great guest knows what he's talking about. And this is why we're doing the podcast to really start bringing a voice to some people out there. And this is just really fun, man. I love talking sports with just the average everyday fans. It's not about what, you know, they're feeding us on ESPN or Fox Sports or anything like that. This show was put together to, you know, give a voice to just average everyday Joes out there. You know, then just, hey, if it blows up, great but you know here at the executive mansion we just love talking sports so all right we are going to be right back i am kicking it here with the first lady angie right hello wow again she's deep she's deep
10: (laughs) i'm pretty tired tonight
2: all right so we're gonna let the first lady uh, retire to the west wing of the executive mansion um we are gonna come back we're gonna close out this wonderful show sports done right with a couple real good interviews i guess it was kind of a a blessing in disguise with uh, the technical difficulties from last night because we were able to get two great interviews jungle brother in here we got the boston brawlers eddie graves and rusty treadwell we got the first lady and we are having a great time so we'll be right back after this last break yeah uh-huh. your boy juicy J, she bang yeah, yeah. in case
4: you didn't know you see that nigga? Yeah. I keep me two hoes, like that nigga Jack Triple. Uh-huh. I shoot in their face, like that boy Ridge and Miller. And I kill that pussy, like my name Jack the Ripper. Right. Baby, I'm horny, and I ain't too rather Big. Instead, show me the bed early morning, breakfast, and hay. And I got Tina, Tasha, and Toya. I call them the triple threat. Trip. All them bitches be soaking with this the first night them bitches right. met. You know, I'm
1: You know how to back it up and drop it
4: Get you some filling. Like a soap, I can watch all my children. Hit it so long that she might lose filling with her legs and her urn, she can walk on the ceiling. And I know she love-
0: Do it yourself. When you want your sports done right, you download the speaker app to your mobile devices and follow the governor of Minnesota Sports Talk and beyond. This is Sports Done Right. Now, let's get back to the show.
2: Yes, 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 indeed. I am the sports governor, Vince Wright. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to sports done right every tuesday night even though tonight is wednesday and like i said we've had a blessing in disguise uh, with the technical difficulties from last night's show we were able to come back today and we were able to give you two great interviews man uh, the beantown brawlers jungle brother man hats off and thank all three of you guys very much Again, Jungle Brother means the world to me. He's the one that kind of got me started in podcasting, got me thinking about it. You know, we all met in the chat in the Doug Stewart show. And when I heard him doing his thing and he was doing his show and all of a sudden he got Jersey Vern on there with him and he's really expanded his empire. Uh, You know, I said, you know what, it's time for Vince Wright, the sports governor of Minnesota. And by the way, folks, I forgot to even uh, to say this. He was the one that gave me that that name. So. Hats off, Jungle Brother, to you, my friend. Again, Jungle is the one that gave me the name, the sports governor, because he said when I went on his show, I represented the state of Minnesota so well. So he's the man that started it all, Jungle Brother. Uh, Again, thank you very much. Um, Eddie and Rusty, I'm so glad that they came on. They work with the First Lady. Um, As you heard, Boston through and through, and especially – With um, the accents there. So, we're going to have them back throughout the year to get a Boston take on things. Um, Great guys, and really glad they took a moment to call in because I know how busy they are. They're always on the road, these wholesalers, and um, away from their families, rocking and rolling all across the country. And uh, good dudes. Glad they work with the first lady, and glad that they came on the show tonight. So, folks, we're right at two hours, and this is the perfect time to say, hey, thank you for listening to the Sports Governor. Again, listen to Spreaker.com. Uh, this new app that they have is phenomenal. So if you're looking to get it started in broadcasting and podcasting, make sure you check it out on Spreaker.com. Let me give mad love again, Jungle Brother, the Real Cast Radio channel. Make sure you search for it on Spreaker and follow Jungle Brother uh, Jersey Vern, uh, John Fisher's show, Cooking with the Microwave, that's called, uh, Dollars and Cents. He's a big uh, Pittsburgh Steeler fan. But just follow the Real Cash channel, and you'll, you'll come across all those shows when they go live. You'll get email notifications. And, of course, make sure you follow the sports governor on Spreaker.com as well. Also, hit me up on Twitter, at the big Smooth one You can hit me up on Facebook at the Sports Done Right Facebook page w-r-i-g-h-t on the last name and again you can also email us at v-m-a or excuse me v-m-a-n-n-3-1 at gmail.com it's a short uh, acronym for uh, v-man v-m-a-n-n with two n's three one at gmail.com so again from everybody here at the executive mansion security the uh the cooks who got dinner going from the first family of Minnesota sports, from the kids, from the first lady herself, Angie Wright, who made an appearance tonight. And again, one last thank you to Jungle Brother. Uh, one last thank you to Eddie and Rusty, the Bean Town Brawlers. This is Sports Done Right. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. And make sure you're listening also because I, I also put in, uh, my new little series out there, Quick Thoughts. Uh, those will be shows that will be pre-recorded. They'll be about two to five minutes, and it'll just be my little quick take on uh, the issue of the day. The first one I put on a few days ago was on Johnny Manziel and his situation. So make sure you're always coming back and checking my my page at Spreaker.com. And again, you'll get emails and, and notifications if you follow us, and make sure you hit the hearts as well. So, all right, it is time for the governor to retire to the uh, private uh, family quarters you guys have a great night this is sports done right and i am the governor vince Wright, and i thank you for
0: joining us take it away tree thanks for listening to sports done right tune in and turn up every tuesday night 7 30 central on spreaker.com search sports done right that's w-r-i-g-h-t right hosted by vince Wright, the governor of minnesota sports talk It's about time you got your sports done right.